Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the All Things Overlanding Podcast. Get ready to live, learn, and discover. Hey everybody, welcome to All Things Overlanding. Uh, On today's episode, this is Season 1, Episode 4, we're going to be talking about sleeping options. So, let me start by telling you a story of a time when I was not prepared at all to sleep when I was camping. I went hiking with a buddy of mine, Kyle. Um, He's a subscriber of the channel, so shout out Kyle. Um, Basically, it was my first time ever backpacking. It was my first time ever hammock camping. We hiked for about, say, 10-ish miles out into the wilderness in southern Indiana. Um, And basically what happened was we got to a location that we wanted to camp in. And I was like, okay, cool. I have this hammock. I have two lines. I'm going to tie these up to these trees. I'm going to sleep like a baby, right? Again, being inexperienced, I, we, the, the campsite that we were at, I could not find two trees that were far enough apart to make it work. I tied it up, and I was basically like a V. So I, was, I got into the hammock, and I was like this, my feet up in the air, my head up in the air, my butt down on the ground, and it was not comfortable at all. So after about 20, 30 minutes of that, I was like, this is awful, And I yelled at my buddy Kyle and I said, hey, uh, I know you have a one-man sort of uh, lightweight ultralight tent that you're sleeping in. Can I come in there with you and can we snuggle up and go to sleep? And it was also really, really cold that night. So it had been raining the whole day, so we were both soaking wet. I went in there and I had very little in the way of heat or padding or anything like that because, again, I was prepared to sleep in a hammock, not in a tent. And I laid on the ground, and I shivered all night, and I slept almost none, basically zero, the whole night. And it was awful. And so that kind of was one of my first forays into sleeping. And again, it was terrible. I had an awful experience. I would not recommend it to anyone. So again, the point of this blog vlog slash podcast is to give you guys the information that you need to avoid that kind of awfulness that I had to go through. So when this vlog slash podcast, I'm going to be talking about five different options for sleeping when you go camping slash overlanding. Um, And here are the five things I'm going to be talking about. So number one, ground sleeping. Number two, air mattresses. That's an option. Everybody, uh, especially like my wife and people like that, love. Option three, hammock camping. Option four, sleeping in your truck or your vehicle. And then option five, a cot set up in a tent or under a tarp. So those are the five things I'm going to be talking about in today's vlog slash podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, I'm going to try and put in some cuts of things like that. If you're listening to this on the podcast, 
just stick it out and uh, feel free to subscribe on YouTube as well. Uh, but again, I'm going to get very descriptive in each of these different areas so that you get all the information that you need. Again, my goal with any of these podcasts or vlogs or any of the content that I put out is to give you as much information as possible to hopefully save you some heartache, save you some money, and make things a little bit easier for you. So again, if you like the content, please feel free to subscribe on the podcast channels. Feel free to subscribe on YouTube. My website is allthingsoverlanding.com, and you can find my social channels for Instagram and Facebook on there as well. Um, But again, my goal is just to give you the best content possible, and hopefully you like it. And if you do, give me a subscribe, a like, or a comment, and I really appreciate it. So let's get started. Number one, ground sleeping. Honestly, this is my least favorite. I don't like sleeping on the ground. It's awful, as I just described in that story earlier. It's uncomfortable. It's cold. Um, My back hurts the next day. I get very little sleep. It's my least favorite way for sure. Um, As far as pros go, I I honestly don't have any for sleeping on the ground. It's awful. I don't recommend it to anyone. If you have a different opinion, again, feel free to comment down below and tell me why you think sleeping on the ground is great, but I honestly hate it. So that's it for ground sleeping. It sucks. Don't do it. Moving on to the second point of this vlog slash podcast, air mattresses. Um... Air mattresses are fine. The thing about air mattresses, though, is that they can go flat. So that's kind of a con. Another thing is you have to air them up, obviously, being an air mattress. So you need some sort of a compressor. Um, You know, the the life cycle of an air mattress is finite. So use it 2, 3, 4, 10, 18, 20 times. Eventually, that air mattress, no matter how well made it is, it is, is going to go flat. It's going to get a leak. Something's going to go wrong with it. So again, air mattress camping is just, you you can't count on it. You go out in the middle of nowhere, if you're especially on like a two-day, three-day, four-day, five-day trip, you get into day two. I personally, I took a trip to Manistee uh, National Forest in Michigan, and I took a really, it was, to be fair, it was a really inexpensive air mattress, but I took that with me. And when I got up there day one, I set it up in my truck My truck was a little too short for it, so I had to kind of fold it. And when I folded it, it developed a leak. So by the next morning, I woke up and I was flat on the bottom of the truck. It was freezing cold. It was about negative 5 degrees that night. I had no air mattress under me, and it had developed a hole. So then night two and three, it was just awful. I I was sleeping basically on a flat surface. I tried to throw some blankets and my clothes under me, made it a little bit better, but it was still just not great. So if you're relying on air mattresses to keep you above the ground, if you develop a leak, then you're just screwed for the rest of the trip. So that's kind of my opinions on air mattresses. They're, they can be comfortable as long as they last, but as soon as they give up, you're out in the middle of nowhere with no other options. It doesn't give you a lot of options. So that's air mattresses. Um, moving on to the third option for sleeping when camping or overlanding, hammocks. <clears throat> for a long time, I was a hammock camper. And I would have said, you know what? I highly recommend hammocks. And still to this day, I would say I highly recommend hammocks. According to a couple of precursors that make it make sense for you. So if you're in a desert climate where you're not going to have a lot of things to tie a hammock to, may not be ideal for you. Um, I live in Indiana. There's lots of trees. There's lots of options. So if you can find a campsite that uh, contains the amount of trees that you need at the distances that you need, 
if you have tree saver straps, especially a adjustable ones that have multiple points of connection on them, which is what I use currently. Um, it can make it pretty easy to set up, but you still have to find the, the trees that are the right distance apart in order to set that up. Um, a tip for that too is make sure that you tie the hammock basically as tight as you possibly can. So it seems a little counterintuitive. You kind of think you need a hammock to have some sag and then you're going to be laying in the hammock and, and you know, hanging down from the hammock. Here's the thing that I've learned over the years with hammock camping. Basically, hammocks are intended to be strung extremely tight. And then once you lay in them, that's when they get that sag. Um, it took me a couple of trips to figure that out. So I was hanging it with a sag to it, and then I would get in it, and I would wake up the next morning, and I would literally be laying flat on the ground. And my back would hurt, and everything would hurt, and my head would be up a little bit, and my feet would be up a little bit, but the rest of me is on the ground. And I'm soaking wet and I have bugs on me and it's just, it's not great. Um, with a hammock, it's going to sag overnight. That's just how it's going to work. Like the ropes are going to stretch out. You're going to, it's going to start to sag more. The best thing you could possibly do is tie it super tight and in a straight line. Not so high that you can't get in it, but low enough that you can still get in it. And then when you get in it, as you sleep through the night and things start to stretch out, then you sag, but you don't sag all the way to the ground. So when hanging a hammock, what I've found to be the best way is to string it almost to like chest level. So when I'm tying it up between two trees, I've got two tree saver straps with adjustable uh, connection points to them. And then I've got my hammock. I tie the first one around the first tree. I attach it all the way up on the adjustable straps. There's maybe four different adjustment points that I can attach to. I start that one on the highest point. Then I go to the other side. I put the tree saver strap around it. And I start to move it up one, two, three, four, you know, as far as I need to go to get it tight. If I can, if I get all the way to the fourth strap, the fourth adjustment point, and it's still sagging, the trees are not far enough apart. Find new trees, switch around. You'll get it where you get pretty comfortable with it, where you can kind of gauge visually exactly where the trees need to be in order to, to suspend your hammock perfectly. But the first couple times, it's going to take a little bit of adjustment to figure it out. Um... So, but once you get that all strung up, then the hammock can be a very comfortable option. I also highly recommend if you're going to be hammock camping, every single night, put a tarp up over yourself. I've been very lazy before. It's happened to me multiple times where I've looked at the forecast and it said no rain, nothing's going to happen. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to look up at the stars. And then about three o'clock in the morning, sure enough, here comes the rain. It starts pouring down rain. I'm in my hammock. I'm getting poured on. It's awful. I'm wet. I'm awake. By that point, it's dark. It's hard to hang the tarp, the tarp up from there. If you haven't done it ahead of time, it's just the worst. So always, 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 always take that extra step. Hang up the tarp. Trust me, it's worth it. If you're going to be a hammock camper, hang up a tarp. I personally use my Kelty Noah tarp. I love that thing. It can be set up multiple ways. It's a great quality tarp. It's a little bit more pricey than, you know, the Chinese knockoffs, obviously, but I highly recommend it. It's a great tarp. I've used it multiple times. I still to this day use it for a number of things. Even if I'm not hammock camping, I still use it just to hang up off the top of the truck or off of some trees to create a, a spot where I can be out of the elements, cooking, hanging out, that sort of stuff. So I highly recommend it. I'll put a link down below in the comments description below. <clears throat> Definitely get a tarp. And always, always, always hang it. Um, so that's hammock camping. The next option 
is going to be sleeping in your vehicle. This can be a great option. Um, I can say a year ago from last January, I went on a Manistee National Forest trip, which I mentioned. Um, it got down the first night to about negative 5, negative 10, the second night to about 0, negative 5, so it was cold every night. And in those situations, I decided I was a hammock camper then, and I decided, you know what, you know what? there is no way I'm going out in that hammock with all that air floating around underneath and over top of me. I do not have the equipment to sort of keep me happy in those conditions. So basically what I ended up doing was <clears throat> I turned on the truck, turned on the heat full blast, let it run for about 10 minutes, laid blankets down on the bottom of the, the back of the truck. Now I have a 2005 Xterra. The nice thing is I was by myself and the back seats actually will fold flat and I removed in the Xterra, you can remove the bottom part of the seat and lay it completely flat. So I lay that thing totally flat put a piece down in front of the seats to flesh out that, that space a little bit further. But I'm 6'2", and in the back of an exterior, you cannot get 100% flat in that, so I had my knees up, um, which is not ideal. When you, when you go to sleep, if you just have even just that little bit of discomfort, when you wake up the next morning, it's not a great night's sleep. <clears throat> Again, I was warm, and I had no wind. So in those situations, especially deep, deep, cold winter camping, I would recommend sleeping in your vehicle. And if I go camping, I went camping this past January and I'm gonna go camping, I'm sure this next January. If you're going camping in the dead of winter, a even a you know a non-airtight vehicle is gonna be a better air break or air wall than a tent or a tarp or anything like that. Like it just is flat out. Even though the air, the cold air is gonna creep in, it's gonna come up from below, it's still gonna be way better than a tent or a tarp. So definitely in winter camping, I would recommend sleeping in your vehicle if you can um, be prepared for that. Um, so, you know, that's it just kind of depends on, on how big your vehicle is. If you're sleeping in the bed of a truck, if you're sleeping in a camper shell on the back of your truck, if you're sleeping in an SUV, how long is the SUV? Um, think about all those options. Think about all those things and make your decision based on that. But again, in the winter, I don't care if my legs are a little stiff the next morning. That's fine. I just don't want to freeze to death or have frostbite. <laughs> so sleeping in the truck is a good option in the winter. Otherwise, it's kind of uncomfortable. It's not ideal. Um, so the number five option that I'm going to recommend, and this is kind of my current go-to sleeping option when it comes to camping, is a cot in a tent. Now, in my case, I use, and again, I'll link to all this stuff below, um, I use a Coleman four-person instant-up tent. It literally takes two seconds to set up. I pull it out of the bag and it pops up like one of those laundry, you know, shoots that you would put your laundry into. It just pops open and you're set. So again, winter in the snow, summer in the heat, it does not matter. You can pull the rain fly off of it if it's hot to let air out and get some breeze in. If it's winter, you can keep the fly on, keep the snow out. It's held up to a lot of snow before I've used it in the winter. Um, I highly recommend that tent. It's one of my favorite purchases ever and it's actually not that expensive. Um, and then what I've kind of come to find is the best option for me solo camping is I have a Coleman, uh, I forget what it's called, but I will link to it down below, uh, cot basically. It essentially, it, it folds out and then the legs fold out from there. And then you have to pop two bars into the end. It's a little bit of a pain in the butt to put together, but especially the first time it's tougher, but then after that it loosens up a little bit. I mean, maybe five minutes to put the thing together. The tent's 
two seconds. So I mean, you're talking less than 10 minutes total to set everything up. Um, the nice thing too is when it's winter time, you can throw a, a heater with a solid base on it, something that's not gonna tip over in the tent, have the cot going. And then what I actually do is I run, I bought a two inch thick microfiber or microfiber, uh, memory foam mattress for a, I believe it's a queen or a full, maybe a full, I'll, I'll link to it below, a full mattress. And then I cut it in half. And that basically equates to a twin with four inches of memory foam below it. So what I do is I lay those both down on top of each other on the cot. And I tell you what, it's like sleeping at home on my bed. I sleep like a baby. I throw my sleeping bag on top of that. If it's really, really cold, I'll throw a blanket or two over top of me, maybe one underneath of me. And again, in that tent with one cot stretched long ways in it, you've got plenty of room for all your gear to go underneath the cot and keep everything dry. And you've got room for a heater. I use just a little uh, Coleman propane heater. It's a little one gallon propane tank with the heater on top of it, which I'll link to down below. Um, but that will heat up that whole tent. I let the thing run for 20, 25 minutes before I go to sleep, turn it off, and I sleep like a baby. So that's kind of my current setup. That's what I would recommend from a sleeping option standpoint. And again, it's been about, I mean, I've camped for 20 years, but I've been into overlanding for about four years now. And again, I've been through ground sleeping, air mattresses, hammocks, sleeping in the truck, uh, and then the cot. And from all those options, personally, the cot makes the most sense to me. And honestly, the, the cot itself was about 40 bucks, the Coleman cot. And my instant up uh, Coleman tent ranges on Amazon between 50 and 60 bucks. So you're talking 100 bucks and you've got a complete sleeping setup. Again, if you want the memory foam mattresses, I think I spent maybe 40 on that. Sleeping bags, about 40. I mean, seriously, all in, you could be less than $200, 160, 170 bucks. And you could have a complete sleeping solution that is as comfortable or close to comfortable as home, depending on what kind of mattress you sleep on, I guess, at home. Um, but that, personally for me, is worth it because, again, most of the trips I go on are two, three, four days three, four nights. Um, I cannot afford to be dead the next day. I can't afford to have an awful night's sleep where I just wake up and I feel like garbage the next day. Especially if you're going to be traversing tough trails, if you're going to be, you know, helping other people, if you're going to be winching people, tying up to people, strapping people out. If it's a tough trail and not just like a, a gravel fire road, then it is going to wear you out. You're going to get dirty. You're going to get filthy. You're going to get tired. You need to have a good night's sleep. So that's why I wanted to cover sleeping options in this uh, video slash podcast. Um, I hope that that's helpful for you. Again, I'd love to hear from you. You know, Hit me up at allthingsoverlanding.com if, if you like this podcast and you want to ask some questions or allthingsoverlanding at gmail.com if you want to email me directly. Again, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I have a podcast. I'll put a link down below to that too. So if you'd rather, versus watching the video, if you'd rather just listen to it on your way to work, feel free to subscribe and, and check out the podcast. Um, but again, my goal is just to provide you with as much good content as possible. Um, so again, I'd love to hear from you guys. If, if you think I'm wrong on something, if you have other opinions on you know the best sleeping options, I'd love to hear from you. Please post up down below, like the video, subscribe to me on YouTube. Hit me up with a comment, and uh, I'll be sure to get back to you. So, again, thanks for watching. As I always say, live, learn, discover. Get out there. Check out different sleep options. Save yourself some money. Just go straight to the cot. Trust me. Um, but, again, thanks for watching.
Appreciate it. And uh, love you guys. Take care. Have a good one.